Welcome to MSRB Podcast. The Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board podcasts are designed to enhance your understanding of the municipal securities market. I'm Rita McLaughlin, the MSRB's Chief Education Officer. On today's show, the MSRB's Chief Compliance Officer, Gail Marshall, and Associate General Counsel, Peggy Blake, will discuss disclosure fundamentals all municipal advisors should be aware of related to MSRB Rule G42 on duties of non-solicitor municipal advisors. Welcome, Gail and Peggy. Thanks, Rita. So to start our conversation, under MSRB Rule G42, municipal advisors have certain disclosure obligations to their clients. What are those disclosure requirements and why do they exist, Peggy? So Rule G42 establishes the core standards of conduct and the duties of municipal advisors when they're engaging in advisory activities other than solicitation. The core standards require full and fair disclosure in writing of all material conflicts of interest and how the municipal advisor intends to manage or mitigate those conflicts. So the municipal advisor also is required to disclose any legal or disciplinary events that are material to a client's evaluation of the municipal advisor or the integrity of its management or advisory personnel. The disclosure requirements exist so that a municipal advisor's client has complete information about the municipal advisor including information that might be material to the client's evaluation of the municipal advisor. This would include conflicts that might impair the advisor's ability to give unbiased, competent advice. What are some examples of a conflict of interest that should be disclosed to an issuer? Well, we just, some examples could include hiring a subcontractor. If a municipal advisor engages a subcontractor, The use of that subcontractor may need to be disclosed if it results in a conflict or potential conflict and could reasonably be anticipated to impair the advisor's ability to provide advice. G42B sets out a non-exhaustive list of conflicts of interest that require disclosures. So the example I gave, hiring a subcontractor. Fee splitting. If a municipal advisor hires a firm to conduct a feasibility study for a particular transaction, and the municipal advisor shares its fees with that firm, this fee-splitting arrangement would need to be disclosed. Another example that comes up frequently is you're required to make a disclosure if your fee is contingent on the closing of the transaction. So where the municipal advisor is being paid based on the successful closing of the transaction, that conflict of interest would need to be disclosed. Now, importantly, these conflicts do not preclude the municipal advisor from engaging with the municipal entity. They just need to be disclosed. And as Peggy noted, if it impairs the ability, that would raise a different issue. If you're a municipal advisor, you have a requirement to disclose conflicts of interest and how, as a municipal advisor, you intend to mitigate the conflicts. Is there an obligation to mitigate the conflict? So the rule requires disclosure of conflicts of interest in a detailed manner just to inform the client of the nature, the implications, and the potential consequences of the conflict. The rule doesn't require mitigation per se. The rule does require that the disclosure explain how the advisor will manage or mitigate each conflict. And if the conflict could result in the municipal advisor not being able to provide advisory services in an impartial manner, This could make it so the municipal advisor is unable to uphold its duty of care or duty of loyalty as applicable, and then mere disclosure might not be enough. In that case, the municipal advisor may wish to eliminate the conflict. So give us an example of how a municipal advisor professional should distinguish duty of care and duty of loyalty. 
And it's important to understand which applies in which instance. A municipal advisor owes its obligated person clients a duty of care. And a municipal advisor owes its municipal entity clients a duty of care as well as a duty of loyalty. The duty of loyalty is a higher standard. It requires the municipal advisor to deal honestly and with the utmost good faith with the municipal entity client and to act in the best interest of the municipal entity client. The duty of loyalty also prohibits the municipal advisor from engaging in advisory activities with the municipal entity client if it can't manage or mitigate its conflicts of interest to allow it to act in the best interest of the municipal entity client. As noted, a duty of care is owed by a municipal advisor to both an obligated person client as well as a municipal entity client. And the duty of care includes, for example, that the municipal advisor will have the knowledge and expertise to provide informed advice, make reasonable inquiry about the facts that are relevant to a client's decision about whether to move forward, that the municipal advisor undertakes a reasonable investigation to determine that it is basing any recommendation on materially accurate and complete information, that the municipal advisor will have a reasonable basis for any advice it provides to the client, and that the municipal advisor has a reasonable basis that representations and any certificate that will be relied on by the municipal entity or any other person is accurate. Do municipal clients need to acknowledge receipt of disclosure being made by a municipal advisor? No, the rule doesn't require that a client acknowledge receipt of disclosures that are provided by a municipal advisor. A municipal advisor might determine, however, that obtaining acknowledgement of receipt is a useful record for documenting compliance with the disclosure requirements, but there's no obligation to obtain those receipts. Also, on a related note, the municipal advisors must use reasonable diligence regarding maintenance of municipal advisory relationships to know and retain essential facts about a client and the authority of each person acting on behalf of the client. So in making disclosures, for example, the municipal advisor should know to whom the disclosures should be made. Where is there more information on MSRB disclosure requirements for municipal advisors? Municipal advisors can go to the MSRB's website at msrb.org, and behind each rule, there's a tab regarding interpretive guidance and compliance resources. We also have a compliance tab on our website, and that drop-down there are resources specifically designed for municipal advisors that relate to the rules, including disclosure obligations. They can go to our education center. We have MuniEd Pro courses on many topics. Those courses are free, and we do have courses on municipal advisor requirements in G42 as well. We have FAQs, as I mentioned, related to the rules. We have previous webinars on these rules that are also found on our website under education. So for the listening audience, what's one nugget that you think all municipal advisors should keep in mind regarding their disclosure obligations? First and foremost, know the rule, know what the obligations are. And in making disclosures, make them timely and fulsome. I would say make them fulsome. Well, thank you, Gail and Peggy, for providing us information for municipal advisors to understand their disclosure obligations under MSRB Rule G42. Thank you for joining us. And please stay tuned to our upcoming new series of podcasts. If you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions for future podcast topics, please email us at msrbevents at msrb.org. 
The information provided in this MSRB podcast is intended for educational purposes only and provides a general overview of the subject matter. The content of the podcast is not intended to provide and does not constitute legal investment, tax, business, or other advice and is not an MSRB rule or an amendment to or interpretation of any MSRB rule. Compliance with conduct recommended in the podcast does not mean that a firm or an individual has complied fully with obligations under the MSRB rules, other self-regulatory rules or laws or regulations. The MSRB podcasts are the sole property of the MSRB. You may access and download the MSRB podcast only for your educational non-commercial use. You may not reproduce them in whole or in part in any form or reference them in any publication without the MSRB's prior written consent. Copyright 2019, the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, all rights reserved. And thank you for listening to MSRB Podcast.